there has been so much misinformation put out from some of these crazy Karens. Blah, blah, blah. Excuse me. <laughs> we have the mother. This is obviously the missing mother. And we have the child. And they just poof, disappeared. It was how he was not only going to kill me, but how he was going to kill my husband. And the race was on. This is The Klein Files with Philip and Carolyn. Good morning. And a very good morning or afternoon or evening or whatever it is for you out there in, uh, what do we call this podcast, Phil? Klein Files. Klein Files, podcast world, whatever. And uh, Wait, you don't know the name of your own? Oh, uh, well, you know, I do, but I'm just, you know, again, I'm here and, I'm, you know, I don't know. Just another day, I guess. I guess. I don't know. I mean, I'm not down or anything. It's been a great morning. I mean, I've got a lot of stuff done already this morning. I had to have my eyes tested and look through the thing again. And that's never fun that I had to. Well, because you had a procedure. It's been a while. Uh, we didn't. We only got to one podcast in January, unfortunately. Oh, really? So you might need to update just on things. What, what does that mean? I don't know. Are you are you doing these podcasts in in uh, with my travel schedule? I mean, do you do you want me to do some before I leave or No, I already have it scheduled out for February while you're gone. Oh, so I'm not participating. You're not going to be on the next one. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? People don't sit on the edge of their chair and wait to hear my voice, although some do. Uh yeah, I uh, guess. Just so they can go we're going to get him. We're going to get him. Are those sick individuals? It's just redundant at this point. It's a little annoying. I know, but I was on the phone with the lawyers this morning, and they were all like, you know, they're just trying to make you the story. And I'm like, yeah, I know. Well, they're good at that, but I'm sure they'll come back and say, oh, well, he's good at making his own, making himself his own story or whatever, however you want to put it. He's a fixer. I mean, whatever. I had Starbucks delivered to the office this morning for all of us. Yeah, I saw the little guy drive up when I got here. Yeah. That's kind of ridiculous. No, it's not. It's not ridiculous. You know, we have that film coming, Phil, Phil, la, 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 film company, production company coming in today. I know. Cameras everywhere. And so I need all the coffee I can get right now. To deal with me? Well, to deal with this weather, to d- I'm I'm feeling under the weather. Oh, I'm sorry. And this weather in Texas has just been miserable. I know. For our friends in Central Texas, we hope you're doing well this morning. A lot of ice, a lot of snow, a lot of a lot of junk. My mom, I told you I talked to your grandmother yesterday afternoon, huh? No, you did not. Yeah, she's she's not happy. Well, I talk I talked to her weekly. Did you talk to her this week? No, not this week. Okay, I'm going to repeat myself again. Maybe I was only speaking Spanish. Thursday. She is not happy. Why? Because well, there's ice everywhere. And she can't get out. Yeah. She can't go walk the track. Jeez, she might be able to skate the track. See, I'm kind of jealous over in West Texas, all that snow they're getting. I know. I know. And she's fixing to turn 90. Man, what does that say about my longevity? You got a lot of freaking understanding, right, Caroline? I guess. I don't know. I feel like I should be in a nursing home some days. Oh, good gracious. I'm just not getting enough sleep. And, you know, when you get to be my age now, you got to sleep. Oh, I have a new thing that can help you with that. Oh, great. Here we go. <laughs> More drugs. No, it is not. I take it every night now and it... it it helps what did me I rest just say? More so drugs. much better, but it's not, yeah. a, it's not a prescription like drug or anything. Yeah. Um, I'll hook you up with Danielle. She got me onto it. It's really good. She sells it now. Uh, I love little Danielle. Mm-hmm. She is such a cutie patootie. Mm-hmm. I just, she's just the sweetest girl in the world. I mean, if mean girls out there in Texas should take a lesson from Danielle. She has never said anything negative about anybody. She's always been a sweetheart. And facts. I, no, true. I know. I just said what fact. a great girl. I love, just love her to death, and uh, she uh, very proud of her. How do you like the candle in here today? I, you know, I walked in, guys, today, and I'm like, he he comes he comes in the office first of all. It, we had this whole thing about how 
you know, from 12 o'clock today through Saturday were completely booked. So he was like, let's do a podcast. He's going out of town for a while. And he was like, we got to get this in. I'm like, okay, fine. So he says, what time do I need to be here by? Say nine o'clock. He strolls in at 9.55. Because the camera people are going to be getting in our way and there's nothing. Look, look. Hold on, though. No, no, no. But I told you to be here at 9 in order to podcast and you came in 55 minutes later, which I knew was going to happen anyways, because most days you don't walk in until 11.55. Yeah, but I don't walk out of here till midnight some nights. Well, that's beside the point. (laughs) Yeah, okay. Anyways, uh, he's like, all right, I'm ready to podcast. Walks through the door, comes to my office, says, let's go. And I'm like, I'm not ready to podcast yet. Are are you ready for the camera crews? Are you ready for the lighting crews? Are you ready for the miking crews? Are you ready for all those people? that's irrelevant. See, you see what I do in the morning. I have my moment of zen. Oh, my God. And then I sit at my office, uh, my desk at my office, and I work a little bit. Then I go take my shower. Then I get my clothes on. Then I come on over because I know I'm fixing to go on the road for a while. And so I just want my last few minutes of zen. Oh, goodness. And, And then I walk in here here and god dang here we go with people which brings us to the point i'm gonna go ahead and just take a little photo right now of this little candle situation look at me Mm. smile or something so that y'all can see the fact that oh excuse me when i walked in today this is what i walked into and i'll post it to our instagram i even put gel in my hair today oh good gracious Mm. wait why didn't you get a haircut yesterday with cam um why didn't i get a haircut with cameron yesterday I don't know um, if you gelled it right. You have, <laughs> it's kind of sticking out straight at the front. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you notice I care, right? <laughs> <laughs> I just don't care. Oh, I really, Lord. you know, folks, if you ever, if you ever really want to know me, <laughs> no, I don't give a damn about much. I really just don't. I'd rather be out of my tractor, out of my mini farm, digging a hole or cleaning something up or knocking a tree down or doing something like that. But I have not been other than the other day I where I just blew in and blew off the, the Camp Klein up there. Um, I, uh, I, I, haven't, I haven't been up there at the lake. And how long? Four months? Five months? I've been been traveling. It's been a long time. I've spent more time up there than you or Charlie. That's true. That's a good point. You need to learn how to work one of the tractors and get out there and cut grass. That's what my son's for and my husband. Well, your son's feet don't touch the pedals. They do now. Really? Mm Mm-hmm. You mean Cam can get on there? Yep. Well, there we go. Now all we need to do is get him a driver's license, get up there and drive two hours north and get on the... Get on the mini ranch and go do his thing. Um, but anyway, to, I, I regress back. You know, I know what's fixing to happen in here. I know people are going to be bumping into each other. Going to be huge cameras in here. I, I, I mean, I just know what's happening. And I've done it too many times. And, um, you know, and I, I guess I might as well do this on the freaking podcast. Is this about me or is this about people and missing in general? Or is this about me and PC people in general? Is this about me finding people? What is this? So what you're saying is you have no idea I have no what's earthly about to idea. happen. No, I don't. It shows don't. how much you pay attention in those meetings. Well, I, did I sit through a meeting? Yes. You don't even remember that? Yeah. Oh, good. I Gracious. thought we were talking about business. What? I thought we were talking about business in those meetings. I must have been concentrating on one of the cases. I don't know. Anyways, this will be um, just in general a... Um, yep, see, this is what I told you here. Why is it every hear- time that we podcast, the phones won't stop? I, I'm telling you, I'm sitting here listening to... I mean, it's gone crazy out there, and I'm not... We're back here in this supposedly soundproof, soundproof room. It's not near as loud as what it was recently. No, but we need to we need to tone it down, and we need to we need to probably seal this room up. But anyway, I I know what's coming today, and I'm, I'm dreading it. I don't like making tell tell the public. Do I like making public appearances? You used to, you used to, you used to make public appearances all the time. Mm-hmm. Give speeches, 
Yeah. Go, even, even did a couple like of high to, school, uh, what do you call those things when you give the well, like where you to talk my, to the classes yeah. and I don't know what used they call to do them, those, but. you know, I used to, mm. you know, a lot of chamber of commerces, that sort of thing. I just don't, I'm turning stuff down now. I just don't want to do it. I just, I'm done. And folks, I don't want you to think I'm negative or anything else, or I'm high on myself or I think I'm self grandioso. I am not. I just, I don't know. You get to a point in your career where you go, okay, you know, that's enough. Now, I realize some of these high-profile cases that we do, uh, the public needs to hear from us. But I like this podcast thing because I get to sit in a room with a cool little, I don't know what is that like. It's a, our sign. I just turned a it on. glass sign. And, and I know we promised our listeners that we would have um, yeah. our YouTube up and running now, but um, we've been so busy. And Mr. YouTube, what are we doing there? Never mind. I don't want to know. Just do it. I <laughs> just right, well, you know, because you know I'm going to get I'm going to get blamed for no matter what, right? Yeah. Oh, I mean, you know, I, I'm going to get blamed for something. So, which is fine. I mean, I'm you know, whoopee, have a great day. You know, I've I've been dealing with law enforcement all week on a couple of issues, and this is and this is kind of going to lead into what we're going to talk about today. Uh, you know, we've had a lot of interaction, wouldn't you say, this week with law enforcement and a couple of cases that we've got going. And, um, you know, uh, was this law enforcement week or something? There's something to do with law enforcement. Week. I don't know, but everybody's kind of on edge right now, both in the private security world and in the law enforcement world. And I haven't really been able to put my finger on it. I mean, around here and down towards the border. We've had uh, a bunch of car chases with, uh, I can't say that word because it's, you know what, with the illegals, okay? We've got them streaming across the border. We can't handle it. We're tired of hearing that guy up in New York. The, is he a mayor or, or he was a he's governor? I don't know. Up there crying and whining <laughs> and then Gavin Newsom out and crying and whining, but they're, but they're sanctuary cities. My God, they know nothing about sanctuary cities. Down here in Texas, we've got Abbott, our governor. He has got uh, our director of, uh, of DPS fired up. And boy, they're, they're arresting people, putting them on buses and sending them to these, <laughs> to these, to these cities that are sanctuary cities. Hey, if you're going to advertise your sanctuary city, be a sanctuary city. We can't handle it here in Texas anymore. We just can't. So we're shipping them out all over the United States. Some of you folks up in uh, Utah, Idaho, Washington State, Oregon, get ready. You're fixing to get buses. We're seeing what they tell us this morning in that in that conference call: eight thousand people a day. Those are the catches. The non-catches are the are the walkthroughs, as they call them. We're upwards to 20,000 a day. You don't hear that on the news, do you? I, I, don't, I don't know. But anyway, you guys, uh, let's, you know what? If you want to open the borders, open the borders. But we're going to spread it out. We're going to send them to you. So think about that. And then, of course, you know, the, the issues that surround this when you get criminals coming, coming across the border. And then uh, Caroline and I, Caroline and I started talking about it. And uh, we, what, we had an Amber Alert this morning. We had an Amber Alert last night. We had an Amber Alert yesterday afternoon. We had an Amber Alert the night before. I, I think mean, the amount of Amber Alerts that it's are crazy. coming through in Texas, which, um, you it's know, crazy. <clears throat> if you live in other states, in the United States, you don't get our Amber Alerts, just as we don't get yours. But in Texas, we've had so many Amber Alerts. And one that I want to talk about, well, so our topic today, let's go, let's start there. Our topic That's why today I is to Amber segue Alerts. segue into Amber Alerts. That's what we want to talk about today because there's a huge, huge confusion on what is an Amber Alert, who can issue an Amber Alert, what are the circumstances for issuing an Amber Alert, because we deal with these quite often when families call us. And again, I repeat, not to regress, but some of your best work can never be told. And we do do some emergency work. Uh, usually we kind of shy off of it and say law enforcement is in charge of that. But 
we do do it. So, Carolyn, I'm just going to lay it out for the public. In 1996, folks, nine-year-old Amber Hagerman of Arlington, Texas, was kidnapped. And that was, uh, that was the, uh, uh, that was the, I guess the, the modus operandi for the news media in Texas and law enforcement to get together. Now, how did that happen? WFAA in Dallas, Texas said, look, we've got to have a system that we can broadcast this out and have people that are driving down the highway, people are in their homes, people that are shopping, people that are getting gas, that they're alerted immediately when a, when a child kidnapping happens. So, um, so anyway, it started off in Dallas-Fort Worth, and the Amber Alert system became its own in Texas. Now, these are, number one, serious child abductions. What the hell is a serious child abduction? Well, that's when the child's life or the instability of one or both of the parents is involved. Now, what do you, how do you judge instability? Because anytime anybody grabs a child, it really started off uh, when we started getting into child kidnappings, right? Uh, when we started getting into 1996, when we first started doing some of the successful cases that we've had and unsuccessful cases that we had where parents, it's called parental kidnapping. That's where mommy and daddy go down to the courthouse and act like 16-year-olds. We need the child's mind. No, the child's mind. Well, he had an affair. Well, she's crazy. I mean, you know, the, the arguments you hear down at the courthouse, you just, I, I don't even sit in the courtroom anymore when they call me. I just... Sit out in the hallway. I don't want to hear all oh, that. I love sitting in the courtroom. Yeah, well, that's you. Well, when you're my age, you'll go, okay, that's enough. You've heard it enough. Because it's the same old story over and over. Oh, he spanked little Johnny. Well, what did Johnny do to get spanked? Well, he threw a big bottle of milk across the floor and it splashed all over the walls. Well, maybe Johnny needed a spanking in timeout. I mean... You know, I used to beat you and Charlie, didn't I? Oh, good gracious. Uh, no, I'm kidding. So, uh, you know, I, 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 that's how it got started. One of both of the parents are off channel, and they grab the child because they don't like the judge, the judge's order. For example, if you're given first, third, and fifth, and Wednesdays on a child visitation, on a standard visitation, that's standard, that's not modified standard, that's standard, and you don't like it, and you think you deserve more, you either A, don't return the child back and say, oh, the mother's abused the child, or in retrospect, ooh, the father's hurt the child. There's no sign of that, and the judges are becoming very uh, attuned to that now. And door number two, um, for example... Um, there really is an incident. You have had an incident. You've gone to a child psychologist and they go, eh, we need to further investigate this. You need to go file a motion to modify or whatever it may be. The other parent keeps the child outside of the court order. That usually triggers a few things. If the mother disappears and we don't know where the mother is and the mother has history of cuckoo-ness, then basically, or drug abuse, or alcohol abuse, or has had issues with men, and they disappear. If the police, when the police are usually called, and then when the police get there, if they attune to, okay, mama's cuckoo, uh, stepdaddy, or boyfriend's cuckoo, they've got the child, they'll put out an amber alert. Now, that just means what, Caroline? That so in layman's terms, law enforcement must confirm that an abduction has actually taken place. That's right. We got to confirm it. Now, then the um, uh, Amber Alert system is enacted. Now, how does this work? It has to be approved by a law enforcement officer or it is court ordered by a district judge, a county court at law judge or a jp they they can't do this it has to be a district judge and it has to be done by petition usually that's a district attorney's office that's it well that Excuse was nice me i'm so sorry i tried not to 
God, you're gonna have to wipe the snot off the wall on that one. Oh my gosh. I know. And so and so that's how it works, folks, is that it has to be done by law enforcement. Law enforcement consults with the district attorney's office. District attorney's office then has a court order or gets a court order signed or permission to put it up. Uh, or in the middle of the night, three o'clock in the morning, if something tragic happens, law enforcement, only certain portions of law enforcement, usually through the Texas Department of Public Safety, can enact the, the, uh, the Amber Alert. It goes to phones. Now, it's it, everybody wonders. I, I love this one. Hold on. I'm going to stop you right there. I'm going to give an example. Go. The one that we had an Amber Alert yesterday morning or yesterday afternoon from Silsby, Texas, yes. mm-hmm. which is right here next to us, um, just a city or two over. Um, anyways, this one was very unusual because the children, there were two kids involved, and they were taken from the parents and put into a foster home. Right. So they were living with a foster family. Mm -hmm. What I find so unusual about this situation is that they went missing on January 25th. So the parents, actually the mother and the father, went and took these children from their foster home. What I find interesting about that is that if anybody knows the foster care system. It sucks. Hold on. Not necessarily. Or there are portions. Okay. That's a whole different story. Yeah. We'll do a whole what I'm trying to get at is that when you have children in foster care, the family or the parents are not supposed to know where that child is placed. Right. So in this instance, they obviously knew where the child was placed. They went missing on January 25th, but the Amber Alert was not issued until yesterday, right. which was February 1st. Right. And the reason that it was issued was be, just like you said, they went and to the judge, uh, I think the county judge at that, or whatever the family court judge, judge was. And then asked for something hard in county. Hard, yeah. And then asked Stover. for a Judge um, writ mm-hmm. to issue an Amber Alert. Right. They were caught yesterday evening in, in Arkansas. Arkansas. Yep. Yep. Now, let's go through the criteria because I think this is very, very important for the public to understand. The child has to be 17 years or younger. Now, some of you might go, hold on a minute. 17 years old, they can pick up a freaking phone and tell somebody where they are. Mm, no. Sometimes they're kidnapped and they're in the back of a of a pickup truck or a car in their trunk or they are being trafficked uh, around the state of Texas and they don't have a phone. Uh, folks, it, it happens all the time. Uh, it has to be an imminent threat to the child's safety and health. Uh, and if the child is abducted by a parent or legal guardian, was the abduction in the course and scope of an attempted murder or a murder? Uh, meaning, let me be simple with this. There was a case up in Dallas about two weeks ago where the mother was found murdered. The kid was gone. Uh, the dad was gone. The stepdad was gone. Everybody was gone. Well, they eventually found the stepdad um, dead in a field uh, where he was kidnapped with the child. uh, And then the father took the kid and they found the guy. And, you know, anyway, he killed himself and we got the kid back. But it's it. it, That's how wild these can get. Folks, let me tell you something. And it's not just men. It's women. Uh, The next is uh, is 13 years or younger taken willfully or willingly without permission from care and custody of a parent or a legal guardian, uh, someone unrelated, uh, uh, more than uh, three years old, uh, another parent, or that means kidnapped, by the way, for those of you in North Newton County, uh, another parent or legal guardian uh, attempted or has attempted a murder at the time of the deduction, And then there's a couple other little ones, but they all are the same thing. If the child's life is in danger or could be in danger. Now, I know a lot of you out there go, you know, why would they think the child's life is in danger? They're with their daddy or with with their mama, right? I find in the court system and law enforcement world, cops don't like to deal with this stuff, folks. They say, oh, mom and dad are just fighting over the kid again, and 
you know, this is a civil matter and we're not going to get involved. And you see why we're alive and breathing here because that's what usually happens. Well, and we can do more. We could, the, the whole thing is that we can have other outlets, not that we can do more. We have other outlets that police can't take just as the police have access and outlets to things that we don't. Now I'm going to say this. I think the Amber Amber Alert system in the United States of America, now that it's flowed into all 50 states, is maybe one of the best things law enforcement and legislators have done throughout the United States. How many times have we been spun up on an Amber Alert and we start keeping track of a case, then we get the phone call Say, can you get involved? And, you know, it creates witnesses. It creates trails. It creates, you know, all we need is one little nugget. Which way are you going? Are you going north on I-45 out of Houston? Are you going south on 35 towards Austin? That means you're headed towards the border, by the way. Are you uh, headed uh, west out to El Paso? That means you're usually going out to the West Coast. I mean, there's so many little nuggets that we can find because what will happen is they will go into a gas station. Of course, little children need to go TT, so they'll take them in the bathroom. Uh, They capture it all on camera. We're able to be very quiet, not tell anybody what we're doing and head that way. That was one of the ways, uh, by the way, uh, with the the Inks family, we were able to track uh, Penelope is with uh, pictures from uh, and video from uh, gas stations coming from San Francisco through New Mexico back into Texas. And we were able to track it that way, um, uh, of course, with the help of the FBI. But it's, it's, it, it's one of those things where if it just helps as a tool because if there was a report written on every mother and father that took a child here in the United States and took off. Look at the Zaharias children back in California. Those those kids are what, 40, 30? No, 39 and 39, 30s. Yeah. Well, how old am I? 37, so 36 and 38, I think. 36 and 38 years old, and we're able to get with NetMac and get a good picture and get it sent out out there. That's how we've done some of the tracking on that case. I mean, it's just a great deal because Amber Alerts bring attention to the situation through the eyes of all of us. Now, sure, I know some of you go, oh, God dang, another Amber Alert, turn that damn thing off. And, or you're at a church and it goes off. Or you're at uh, uh, you're at a party and it goes off. And everybody's looking at their phones going, oh, yeah, whatever, give me another beer. I, I, I tell You know, it, it's funny you say that because last night when I picked um, – uh, when I picked my oldest or my middle child, but my oldest daughter up from gymnastics, she got in my car and she goes, mom, did you know that there was another Amber alert? Yep. And I was like, how does she know this? Yep. And she goes, you know, we were sitting there stretching and all of a sudden all our coaches phones went off. And she goes, I automatically knew what that was. And I even said it to my friend. And then the coach said, well, how do you know that? And that brings me to my mommy's an investigator. Well, and yes, yeah, so she she goes, we all know my mom does all that. Anyways, long story short, she when the kid teaching our kids what an Amber Alert is, what you know, I don't know, I get mixed things and I'm going off on a tangent. So we could, this is probably a conversation for another day. But I do think it's important to educate our children and what an Amber Alert is. Mm-hmm. Yep. Because if they hear it and they know what it is, then they know what that automatically interacts with as far as that means somebody has gone missing, yep. a missing child, mm-hmm. not a missing person, just a missing child. Mm-hmm. Um, and it gives them the education to know what to do if they are ever in that position. And I, since 1996, I have had I can't, a handful, not a lot but a handful of cases that have been solved by somebody in a grocery store, somebody at a McDonald's. Um, There have been uh, opportunities where they've tried to put a child into school and change their name and give them a fake social security number from a graveyard and, 
you know, look it up, a dead child, and be able to figure out or assign somebody with a, a similar name, uh, the Social Security number, and then, you know, one of the parents or one of the kids has figured out, hey, that looks like that girl in this picture, and go home and tell their parents, and sure enough, that's who it was, and be able to swoop in and get the child and get the ch parents. Basically, what an Amber Alert does, it gives investigators an opportunity to have eyes and ears everywhere. I know a lot of you see us on our website, and I don't want to get off into this, but you see us, hey, if you know this person, we want to talk to you. We want to interview you. We want to, we want to, and all we're doing is, is what we call case development, case history. Uh, we're doing, um, background work on somebody we suspect might be involved. We want to know the connections. It's the same thing with an Amber Alert. It's not rocket scientist. It's taking from two sets of eyes, right? Two investigators, two sets of eyes, <laughs> yep. and expanding it out to millions and millions and millions of sets of eyes and ears and, and being able to have a bunch of people looking out there for that person. Now, the argument on the backside of it is, well, you could upset the offender. You could, the offender could feel like they're boxed in. The offender could feel like they're, um, uh, you know, they're, they're trapped. They can't go anywhere. They got to change their hair color, change their car, change their clothes. I say good. Well, and the whole point, I mean, again, is to have a faster response time. Mm-hmm. To, and, and put the pressure on in order to find the children faster. Exactly. And so it's, it you know, you wouldn't, oh, oh yeah, the, the other one, the guy was that was going up uh, uh, Highway 69 that uh, led police to this uh, the deal, said they saw the Amber Alert come across, and he looked up at a stoplight up near, oh, God, what is it, Texarkana, and um, uh, just looked up and saw the license plate, and then he was like, wait a minute. That's the car. What? Yeah. And he called it in. He pulled over and called it. He did the smart thing. He backed off, didn't try to follow him. Uh, called it in and said, that car's going northbound on Highway 69. Uh, I think it was. No, 69 ends up in uh, just north of uh, yeah, whatever that city is. I love that city. Well, you know where you like to go antique shopping up there? 96. 96, that's it. 96 goes straight up and then over. But yeah, but anyways, that's the route from Silsby. Is this the Silsby case yep. you're talking about? Yeah. That's the route from our area that's to how they got, 69 or 96. That's how, it got, that's how it got started. That's yeah. how the capture got started. Well, they knew they were headed north. They knew they were headed over the Texas camera. And then they got together with the family and said, okay, who has family up this way? Well, they have family, you know, here, here, and here. Okay, and so they, they zoom in up in that area, set up surveillance. Sure enough, there's the car. Sure enough, there's the guy. Stormtroopers come in, pick everybody up. There you go. It's over. That That's that's the Amber Alert system. It works. That's a good example. It's a Amber. great example. But actually, so when we were preparing for this, well, really in the five minutes that I prepared to <laughs> do a podcast over Amber alerts because he literally walked in this morning and said, Hey, I'm ready to podcast. This is what we're doing it over. Pull some material. I'm like, pull material. There's, I mean, whatever we could talk about this in our sleep, That's but true. it's true. I did go on the, um, DPS website. Mm -hmm. Um, and it has like active Amber alerts or actually it has a list of all Amber alerts right? at any time. So you start at the top and it tells you like most current date, what's been active or what's currently active all the way down by date. Mm -hmm. And I did find it interesting that the majority of them were found, but there were quite a few that said discontinued. Right. Explain that. Why yeah. are they discontinued? Either is Dead. it but why wouldn't it say? Well, because you got to have a heart. You got, I mean, you just got to, <laughs> you got to have a heart folks. You, you just, you don't want to put a little Sally Jones. Yeah. We found her. She was dead. I mean, that just, no, is, but you... that's just inappropriate. You know, or the second part of it is, is it was, death is one reason. The second part is, is they found during the course and scope of their investigation, they either found the child and there was no crime committed, right? Right. Or third, 
um, a judge discontinued it, discontinued it for whatever the reasons are. It's like I spoke before. They come to find out that the mother's exaggerating or the father's exaggerating. I don't see any exaggeration in any Amber Alert. I mean, I just don't. Maybe some of the circumstances, yes, but you don't just take a child and run away. And then the third reason, the fourth reason that we come up with all the time is there's another court order in another county that supersedes that court order. Yeah. So it's it's all it's just well the it's majority our legal of system. Them it's a mess. Showed found there were a few that were discontinued, um, but there weren't, and there was only one that was considered active. Yep. And that was the one that was just released a couple hours ago out of San Antonio. Yep. I saw that one this morning and yep. again. So, you know, Amber Alerts are very important. Now, let's let's talk about you, the citizens out there, okay? And I know there's a lot of law enforcement that listens to us, too. Law enforcement needs your help. The more eyes and ears, the better any case can go, okay? Let's talk about it this way. The example I'm going to use is the guy up on Highway 69 that pulled in behind the car that was missing on the Amber Alert and saw the license plate. Okay. Didn't know what he was looking at, but when it came across, he remembered it. I think the story goes he had it on his dash camera as well. Uh, And he got the information off of his dash camera. I think that's how the story goes. And... um, and, and basically what he did was he called the 1-800 number, said, hey, I think I, I know your car, and this is where it was, and I've got, I think i got videotape of it, as a matter of fact. And so DPS dispatched a couple of rangers out there uh, and, and some intelligence agents at DPS, which there are intelligence agents. So all of you out there go, they don't have intelligence. Yeah, they do. Um, we have a couple of really good friends of ours that are intelligence business, but we're not allowed to talk about them because they're funded by Homeland Security. But anyway, so basically what they do is, um, what are your options when you see something? Okay. So you got a few, number one, you can call 911 right then and there. If you think you know what you're looking at in this particular case, this guy didn't know what he was looking at. Okay. It wasn't until the Amber Alert came across that he went, Oh, that was that. Oh my God. And then he looked at his dash cam and, and compared the Amber Alert to the, to the uh, license plate and the license plate to the Amber Alert. Then he called it in. Okay. So what can you do? That's one option. Okay. You can observe. Always remember it's good for you to observe because there have been some situations where citizens have, accused somebody of being a part of an Amber Alert and they're not. And they've literally blocked their cars in. And now it's up to, it's up to law enforcement and it's up to the person that you've blocked in or you're not allowing to leave to have charges filed on you. Right? So the smart thing for you to do is to observe If you feel like you want to be super surveillance, go sit in another parking lot and watch the car. Look for to see if the kids are there. Look to see if the mother's there. Have their pictures called up on your phone. Or just observe the car and call law enforcement and say, hey, look, I may be wrong. I don't know, but I think this needs to be checked out. And have law enforcement come check the situation out. Um I do not recommend anyone following any Amber Alert. You need to go to the doctor. Go get some water. I'm sorry. I have my coffee here. I don't know what's wrong. I know what's wrong. You got sick children. But anyway, um, I would... um, Um, Who got them sick? That would be me. Okay. So I I would, if it were me, I would focus on if you're stopped and you see somebody and you see... The, the children that you're able to call it in don't follow why because these people are paranoid anyway they're watching their mirrors they unless you're trained professionally on surveillance right you know a couple of people we see it all the time we get these people come into the office or come in and go wow i i put my own husband on surveillance and he caught me oh no kidding you know now he's going to be looking all the time for you or us or the police or whoever just be smart. Don't, don't 
you know, it's like me walking into the doctor's office and going, that guy has an appendectomy. Yeah. Well, I'm going to give me a knife. I'll do it. I don't know what the hell I'm doing. Why would I cut on a body? That's just stupid. Don't do that. It's like the little girl at the, at the Dairy Queen store the other day. I wanted a little chocolate shake, right? And I, I pulled up to the window and I said, yeah, I'm going to have a little chocolate shake. And she goes, okay. And she did the shake. I said, man, that, you're really good at that. And she goes, oh, I've been here for four years, man. And I've learned how to do it. It's really, it's the same thing every time. So the thicker you make the shake, the better off the customer is. So I'm sitting here thinking to myself, oh my gosh, what a great uh, situation. I wouldn't know how to make a shake. I'd make a mess out of everything. Everything I'd make a mess out of. I'm not trained to do that. Same thing in the investigation business. Same thing in the personal protection business. I see these rookies get personal protection licenses, and all of a sudden, I'm a bodyguard. Okay, are you working point? Are you working back? Are you driver? What are you today? Well, I, I don't know. I, did, I didn't get my assignment. Well, okay, uh, let's look at your credentials on driving. Uh, evasive driving, are you any good at it? Well, I've never done it. Okay, so we know you're not going to be in that. All right, have you ever worked a, worked a rope line? Um, what's a rope line? Okay, so why don't you, we're going to put you over here at this trash can. Somebody pops out of the trash can, let us know. You know, I mean, it's, 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 if you don't know your job, don't get in the business. And I realize it takes a long time to get involved, but... My point being, again, don't do something you don't know how to do. Now, the fourth thing, um, opportunity that might come up, is what we call a bump and run. Anytime you get into our business, there are times where you see people or you know people or you see a suspect one of the ways we work it is, you know, of course, me in Texas, my face is pretty well known. My voice is very well known. I, I kind of have another one of our agents on a job do it, and it's called a bump and run. And basically, if they're pumping gas, pull up next to them uh, at the gas pump next to them, get out and like you're in and pump gas, just get gas and just stand there next to them and look what's in the car. Look if they've got a gun on their waistline. Look at it. It's, it's, it's an undercover bump and run. We do. How many do, how many of those do we do on a weekly basis? It's gotta be upwards of 10 where we are surveilling somebody and we do a bump and run. We just, Basically, get out of the car and make sure that's our subject and make sure that's the license plate and get it done and wear an undercover cameras. So when they go, oh, he was following me. Well, yeah, I was following you. And yeah, we got it on videotape. He touched me. He pushed me. What? Never, you know, no, we didn't. Here's the whole entire thing. Bump and runs are so dangerous because once they've seen you, they've seen you. They're paranoid again already. Once they've seen you, they've seen you. Don't do bump and runs. I know that's very popular and it's very spooky and very, what do you want to call it? Uh, Jack Richter or whatever the kids are calling it around here today. Uh, it's very it's very spooky. It's it, The spies have taught this technique to us in the PSB. Again, not a smart move. Get on the phone, call the police, sit in the parking lot if you feel like you need to. You know, what I guess I'm trying to get across is, is if you see something, say something, don't be, don't not say anything, but don't pretend like you're a trained police officer or you're a trained PSB agent or you're a trained PPO officer or you're a trained anything. So long story short for the public, all you need to do is call in a tip That's right. if you see something. That's right. But again, remember, when you're caught up in the moment, how many times, all right, smart mouth. How many times? You're just getting long-winded. I, I understand, very... but it's important. I'm trying to make a point because get people it. get in trouble. Here's, here's what I'm trying to say here is that for you, you don't, you get out in the field 
And you've been on surveillances before, and you hate surveillances, don't you? I do. You? I hate them with a passion. That's right, because something will happen. You got to pee. You got to. I just take don't a phone like call. You don't. You know the weather's horrible. Some you know some or it's too hot. Something's going to get under your craw. But what I'm trying to teach here is is that you're at a far distance off. Let it be a far distance. If it's going to happen, it's going to happen. If it's not, it's not. A lot of times police officers will go, our dispatchers will go, well, we're very busy right now. This is a low-priority call. Um, you know, if they leave, do for not follow For an Amber them. Alert? Well, for an Amber Alert or a missing persons case. I've well, listened to tape after tape after tape where they didn't have a unit available. Yeah. I mean, but when it comes down to your basic individual that whatever you see those giant signs on the road if you see an amber alert or you get one to your phone pay attention to the cars around you if the amber alert has come from your vicinity or a highway Mm -hmm. that is a major highway in or out of your area yeah but the question is everybody always asks me when i go around to do talks should we follow them no you never follow them because you don't want to do that you call it in as a tip this car with this person or these individuals with this license plate and this color was headed this way now the last one that i want to bring up the last thing not to do and it has happened and we've got documented proof it's happened is that if you're in line in mcdonald's or you're at the dollar store or whatever and you see the person and the child don't scream and say hold them down get them that's an amber alert and start screaming bad things happen when you do that oh yeah People they could have guns. A guns knives uh, how many fights have i gotten into where i've been in situations i i can tell you that it can turn in it can go from zero to two thousand in about a period of a second and you don't want them to reach around with a knife and slit the child's throat or slit your throat or take a, a hostage or do whatever so basically you, just be just smart. shut up just be smart don't be a Karen. You, you can't solve the situation. You can't help the situation. Just be a good citizen and turn around, walk outside, and call 911. Let the police yep. handle is what we're saying. Basically. Yep. That's what we're saying on all these lists of mm-hmm. uh, what to do and what not to do. Um, you know, I just think, I think we need to be smarter on these amber alerts i think we would catch them a lot faster with the citizens help. well if this if the citizens were educated and what the right thing to do is exactly. and how to go about it and how to move forward these amber alerts then there you have it i mean exactly and and listen you get an amber alert on your phone or you're at a party read it take a minute and read it and then when you get in your car and you're go- out of the grocery store and you're going through and you know, I guarantee you're going to be looking around going, oh, there's a red car. Is that it? Nope, that's not it. Okay, is it? That's what we need, more eyes and ears. Okay? So try to do that, uh, especially in the smaller towns. You never know. It could happen to you or your kid. Yeah, very quickly it could happen, and so you understand. So there you go. All right. Well, on that note, we are about out of time because we have a full Film crews here, the whole bit. So what am I doing with them? I don't know. We'll figure it out. Oh, God. I just don't, you know, I don't. So, if you haven't already, Are you what going do you on do? vacation? I am next week. It's not really vacation. It's, wait, you're the one leaving. I know. Well, are you going on vacation? That's why I was asking. I'm trying to be nice. Oh, I am going to Fort Worth. To do what? Um, I'm going to have a gymnastics weekend with my yeah, daughter. That's good. All right, that'll be fun. We're excited. We get to go to the NCAA um, gymnastics meet, and, and a see lot of like people don't. I'm going to brag on my granddaughter, your daughter, my son-in-law's oldest daughter, um, little Ella. She is uh, on her way to big things. She is. Um, what level is she now? Well, she's only level four. I know. Well, what's the highest level? <laughs> level 10. Yeah, but the average level four kid is not her age. She is just... Oh, no, you're right. No, Usually they're a little bit older. Yeah, she's, she's like three levels ahead. She's the youngest you yeah. can be on level four. And let me tell you one. She's a little... How tall is she? Four foot? I don't even know. 
she reminds me of some of those athletes. She's she is a tiny little thing, but she's she throws she herself it. like a missile off of the uh, off the uh, what do you call those unbalanced mm-hmm. bars? What do you call them? Uh, what, the uh, yeah the uneven bars. Uneven bars. She likes she loves it. She goes, hey, Papa, watch this one time. I went to pick her up. And she did, she did her little routine, and then she got up to the top one, and she stood, kind of stood up and then did a backflip and did the thing and then did a, what do you call those, backwards spirals? Backward hip circle. And, and spiked it. I, and, and the teachers all kind of looked at me, and I said, did you just see that? And they like, she just smiled and said, come on, let's go, I'm hungry. And I was like, my God. But anyway, she is. Uh, she did well um, this last meet, this last week. She's starting to compete a lot, so that's a little brag on Ella on the podcast, just like the rest of my little six banshees out there. That yeah, I, I heard number six running around in the halls just a minute ago. She's here today? Yep. Oh, great. Well, just as long as she doesn't beat up on any of the film crews. <laughs> All right, guys, if you haven't already, make sure you follow us on our Facebook page mm-hmm. at The Klein Files. You can find us on Instagram at KIC Texas. And this week on Discovery ID, they're going to be redoing some of our... Uh, uh, replaying some old episodes. Replaying some old episodes. I think I got up there, what, six or seven? I don't know. They're going to be doing six or seven of those uh, this week. So some of the cases, old cases, you can uh, watch and, and listen. And, uh, Discovery ID people sent me an email and said that... Uh, They've had some requests for it, so that I guess that's good, huh? Yeah. Is well, this film crew Discovery ID? Or what is no, it? I don't. There, I don't know. I don't know how to. It's a it's a production company out of out of Cal, out of Los Angeles. Yes, in Mexico. It, it's a dual. Right, it's a dual. Right. Um, yeah. And then I think they I want don't to know. Talk they about, already have a network that's airing this, so I but I don't know what network. Right. It is. I think what they're doing is is I think they're going back towards. Uh, the differences between the United States and Mexico, and 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 sadly, uh, how uh, well people who fake their deaths. Well, fake their deaths, number one. But I think, uh, uh, and uh, the the uh, oh, Caroline, what am I trying to say? I don't know. Uh, down in Mexico, I think how it's unsafe <clears throat> now for parental kidnappers to come across the border uh, because you get your head cut off, and and people go, oh, he's so full of bull. Oh, he's making it up. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. How many people got their heads cut off this week? Do we have a head cut off a week? I have no idea. Yeah. I guarantee you it's a lot because we keep track of it in here. And uh, it's uh, down in Catula. It's very dangerous. Zacateus, it's very dangerous. Uh, down in uh, Acapulco, north of Acapulco, it's very, you know, we send out these alerts to our clients and say, don't go down there. Don't do it. And we catch crap. But anyway, thanks for listening. It's been another great day. Caroline, thank you, as always, for everything you do. And uh, we'll see you next time. All right. We'll see you all later. Bye. The Klein Files. I'm in a grumpy mood. Blah, blah, blah. And you know what they say. Assuming makes an ass of yourself. My name's Philip Klein, and I'm a fixer. And I am. It's a real damn thing.